0: what up what up what's good back at it again with a new episode of the week could be wrong podcast this is uh i believe episode 15 I believe it is hopefully. yeah episode 15 uh a lot of good week uh, a lot of events this weekend for sure a couple topics that um uh, i want to touch on just to get a a, a feel or if um, kind of my opinion on things out there um uh, first of all this weekend we had a a long-anticipated fight, in my opinion. Uh, the return of Mikey Garcia. He finally made his return after uh, damn near a year layoff. He uh, he fought Jesse Vargas here in Frisco at the Star, where the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, practice at. I think, uh, to, in my opinion, I thought it was one of the most... Not one of the most, but uh, an anticipated fight because... Still, Mikey wants to become a champion at the 147-pound division. A lot of people believe he can't do it. A lot of people believe he doesn't belong there. He's heavily criticized of his perform. His performances are heavily criticized in that division. But he seems to be wanting to be um, prove people wrong. He fought Jesse. Bar- he fought Errol Spence the la- the first in- the first time in that weight. The first time, his first time at that, where he fought Errol Spence, and what do you know, got his ass kicked. Well, ass kicked. So, well, and I, I, and I was and I was rooting for him, you know. I, I I put money down, believing Mikey's skill would be enough to to beat Errol Spence, and didn't go that way. But I mean, you know, when when you're fighting the top guy, I guess you can let it slide. And say, okay, well, first fight at 147, you're fighting the top dog. And now, fight lower competition and make your way up, which is ideal, what you're supposed to do. When you go in up to a new division, you start low and then you aim high. In this case, he fought Jesse Vargas. A known, well, uh, I wouldn't say known for the casual fan. But he is a solid competitor at that division. He's more seasoned in that division. He's fought some of the best fighters. He had Timothy Bradley. He had Manny Pacquiao. He had uh, Adrian Broner. And he held his own in some of those fights. And so I think it was a good test for Mikey to test the waters again at the 147-pound division. How did he look like to you? Do you feel like he looked comfortable?
1: I want to say he
0: because I know you doubted him. I I doubted him because we were texting during the fight, yeah, yeah. and you were telling me how he was slow, how he didn't look. It looked like it started to look like the Errol Spence fight to you in the beginning round. Yeah, uh, because he's he's always been good
1: at to me being at a, after the first round. He's always slow.
0: Yeah, that's the feel out round. Yeah.
1: He's always loved the first round. But in the second round, you see him being more aggressive. I feel like he took way too long in this one. And maybe because it's his second fight in this weight, uh, maybe he didn't want to go in full. Be super aggressive. Yeah. Um, He wanted to wait on uh, Vargas to, I guess, throw his best shots at him. Mm -hmm. That way, he'll he'll know what to expect whenever the fight really started. And see if he could take his power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because... uh,
0: Vargas is going
1: above, right? He's going, he's going up on his weight.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's he pretty much stayed for the Mikey fight. That's yeah. the only reason why he didn't already move up.
1: See, so he was fighting. Mikey's going up, and this guy's going up too.
0: Yeah. So I mean,
1: that's different. A big difference.
0: Yeah. You saw the difference. Yeah. You saw the size difference. Yeah. Vargas was humongous. Yeah. In my opinion, he looked big, tall, uh, just overall. He, he, he looked like a natural in that weight. I think he was an oversized 147-pounder. I think that after the weigh-ins, I think um, they said he was weighing at, or he said it himself, that he was weighing around 158 to 160 pounds on fight night. So he went up a good, what, like? 11, 12 pounds. More, probably. Uh, Because it's 47. Yep. Yeah, yeah, probably like 13 pounds.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I definitely. I was like, okay, um, I was like, he's starting slow, but I didn't expect Vargas to start so aggressive. I did. I was I was hoping that uh, they were both gonna kind of keep their distance, mm-hmm. and but then when I saw Vargas going in, I was like, okay, that weight, you know, that's 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 a stronger punch. Maybe he hasn't felt punches like those, mm-hmm. but luckily Mikey has a chin. Uh, yeah. He took some of those punches, and he was able to study Vargas throughout the first three, uh, I think, fourth rounds. Yeah, And then sure. uh, started going in on him, and by that time, Vargas had already gave all he had.
0: Yeah, he, was, he definitely started as the aggressor. But I did
1: get scared in the first three rounds. I was like, damn, Mikey.
0: Yeah, sometimes you can tell the, the difference in size, weight, and skill. Um, when it comes to going up in weight, going up to a higher weight division, the guy seems faster, stronger, more durable. It, you can try and give it your best. You look like you kind of look uncomfortable. You do look uncomfortable because it's a new weight class. It's yeah. a whole different thing. He but, definitely looked uncomfortable. Yeah, to me, is the Mikey is one of those fighters that is very precise. Uh, works uh, his timing is excellent. You you already know that, but for a fighter that is active. As far as uh in the ring, like ring generalship, Mikey seems to lack ring generalship. He's like the more uh tactical fighter. Yeah. Um, and Jesse wasn't that. He wanted to come in and be aggressive, impose his size and power, knowing that Mikey was in foreign territory. That he, I'm not say he didn't say it, but he kind of felt like you don't belong here, and I'm gonna bully you. This is gonna be my ring and I'm, I'm gonna be the general here and he was in the beginning he was he was moving he was, he was using his jab he was using being the the more rangier fighter because he had the longer reach and mikey was just studying him moving around using his feints and seeing his reaction that way he can get his timing and his distance where it needed to be where he felt he needed it to be and uh and he eventually got him, you know, after a couple of like four rounds. He, I think, he knocked him down in the fifth round.
1: Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, to me, to, to be honest, I think he should have been more aggressive. Like the one thing that I've seen from Mikey uh, since he's been in the hunter in the welterweight division is that he can control the fight as far as moving and cutting the cutting the ring using his angles and everything. But he's not active. He's not throwing punches he's just stalking you he just he's just stalking you all over the ring but he's not active he's not using his jab he's not being active the whole time you need volume punching uh in my opinion not necessarily as uh like power punching uh not imposing your will but using your jab just being active touching them up touching them touch them up a little bit and set them up for some combinations and and you know keep going keep be active but Mikey's just Moving his head, having his guard up and just trying to find that one shot. And I think and this is against a guy that's he's not the best in in the division. If you go up in uh if you go up in competition in that division, I don't think it will go well for Mikey. I think I was one of his biggest uh fans to say that he could compete in this division, but to me, to be honest, I feel like he's too small. He's too. When he goes up there, he. I feel like he has. He has the weight on him, but he's too. He feels heavy. Yeah. He feels heavy. So his hands are heavy. He needs. Uh, he needs to go down. I think he needs to go back down to 140 pounds. Um, he won the fight by uh, by decision, majority decision. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he no unanimous decision. It was
1: unanimous decision. And it wasn't, to me, it wasn't that far off.
0: Bro, good, good thing you say that. Because one of them had it, I w- think it was, like, one thir- f-
1: 115, 113? Yeah, it was, like, one of them had, a like, one point or, like, I think it was, like, one point off. I think it was 113, 114, or 114, 115. But, to me, it was
0: close because Vargas never gave up. That Vargas showed a lot of heart. Yeah. And that's one thing that I give Vargas, that even though he was, he was, um losing the fight he kind of lost balance when he got knocked down but the one thing that about him is that he never gave up he was always there he was he was throwing shots he he just has heart that's one thing that that he showed me for sure that he has a lot of heart for sure and that's one thing that i did like about him but so the scorecards were somebody had it 114 113 and the other judges had it one sixteen, one eleven. That's that's, that's too, too much. That's too far off. I, I, I think the 114-113 sounds about right.
1: Yeah, I want to say it was close, and I give, uh, I want to give Mikey the fight just because of that knockdown, but he did have a really slow start. Yeah, that was definitely the difference. He threw some punches that connected, but he didn't throw enough punches in the first three, four rounds. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel what you're saying, and I, I want to say go back, um go go down on weight again
0: yeah because and, uh, you got nothing but heavy hitters up yeah there. you can't compete against sean porter his his aggressiveness is is too much it's gonna be too much for him uh danny garcia maybe maybe but i think danny is still more seasoned in my opinion he competed he held his own against sean porter he held his own against keith thurman i think he can pretty much beat up mikey if he if mikey decides to take on that challenge but I didn't see 116-111. I saw more of 114-113. That yeah. was that close. I think it was even with the knockdown. I thought it was still close. It could have been anybody's fight, but just the, the knockdown to be honest, I think it that did make the difference. Um so in my opinion, I do w- want to see him because they say he won, right? Yeah. So they said if he won, he wants that they were going to try and make Manny Pacquiao yeah. versus Mikey Garcia. And now from what I'm seeing, they're saying that they're aiming for it on July eleventh in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, I seen that too. That's from what I hear. Um, but I that know.
0: but okay, let me ask you this. There's also a fight. So this is this is just what it is in July. We're in February. I mean, we're in March, excuse me. There's another fight going on. Regis Pro Gray, Maurice Hooker. That fight I'm pretty sure the winner will want Mikey. That's a more realistic fight for me because they're at 140 pounds. Maurice Hooker went he went he went up in weight after he lost to Ramirez right here in in uh, in Arlington. He went up to 147 pounds, but for this fight, now that I know that is it was agreed to 143 pounds, so this fight is a catchweight fight. The winner, I believe, is going to be Regis, obviously, because he's the natural 140 pounder. Uh, he's just going to go up three pounds. Maurice has to drop, cut weight, and it's still. I don't like the that he has to cut weight. You just went up, and now you're going to cut back down. That's the whole reason that you went up. But, um, so I think the more intriguing fight would be Mikey versus Regis Progre. instead of Mikey going up against Manny Pacquiao after. Man, if I could just beat up Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I think Mikey, I know that he, that's what he wants to do. He wants to become champion in the fifth weight class. But there's too much. It's, um, doesn't seem like it. I mean, the opportunity is there. Do you think he'll take it just because it's there? Like the opportunity. Seems to be available. I think he will take it. Right.
1: I think he'll take it because he's. I don't see him interested in going down at all. I don't think he wants to be... like. I, I think he has to prove this. He wants to
0: prove this to himself. I think it's intriguing because, one, he wants to be champion, like yeah. I said. And the opportunity is there. Two, I think Manny would be more interested in fighting him than any other welterweight there. Because, one, he has a, a chance to defend the belt and a chance to win and a chance to be in a big fight because Mikey brings a lot of fans. Mikey and Pacquiao. So this yeah, is this perfect. Is, is a smart it's a draw. It's a it's like, a, it's a good money move. Yeah. And it makes all the sense. Yeah. For both for, parties. I think for both of them. Um, yeah. yeah. So I I like like you said I think he'll just take it just because the op- just because the opportunity is there. Um and it and it benefits both sides. Yeah. I just, but for me, if it were me, I wouldn't do it, but I'm not fighter. So I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't blame him for taking it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I could only wish him the best, but my, in my opinion, I think he should just go back down. But if you fight that fight, I mean, I'm not mad at you. You got the opportunity right there in your hands. If you win most likely, okay, let's just say hypothetically, if he wins, he's not going to stay there. If he wins, he's just going to win and give up the belt. Like, you know how Canelo does it? Yeah. Because belts nowadays don't mean shit. So, you just get it and then you just throw it away. It's not really where.
1: And this is at 147, right?
0: The M- Manny Pacquiao? Yeah. Yeah, it would be at 147. That's where yeah. Manny's at right now. So, it makes sense. Yeah, 147 pounds. I think that's what he wants. Title fight.
1: I think that's what Mikey wants. Mm-hmm. He He just wants to get recognizing that weight division yeah that's like a. to be honest list. I don't feel him I feel like he's getting close to his retirement
0: uh okay Say, talk to me
1: I feel like he just wants to I mean his last four fights has been unanimous he hasn't been knocking people out he
0: hasn't
1: he hasn't been looking like the old Mikey
0: you uh it's funny I you feel like that. right
1: now he's just he's starting to get big money
0: yeah, definitely. So he's a big draw.
1: I, I feel like right now he's just trying to get the last big checks.
0: The most yeah. big checks that he can collect. Yeah,
1: right now. And if him going up, I think that's the smartest move. Uh, I guess just because he's new in that division and people want to see him.
0: And there's a lot of big names up there. Yeah. I think at the 140-pound division, it makes more sense for him um, as far as competition-wise. But as far as legacy-wise, I think the bigger names are up there. And it's more interesting. If
1: he were to fight Pacquiao, that's a big check. If he fights Danny Garcia, that's a big check.
0: Yeah. It's just the names that yeah. are up there. Just Yeah. And the just, fact that they believe that he doesn't belong, yeah. I think that's what motivates him. Because he did say that training camp gets boring, you know? Like, you don't want to get up every morning and go run. Yeah. And he wants to have that motivation. In July,
1: that's like four months away.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he went for he went uh, he went twelve rounds with with Jesse, but didn't really seem like he was hurt. Or no, it,
1: it didn't. It didn't look like he's. Uh, I think he
0: looked more beat up in the arrow fight. Yeah, Oh Def- definitely. Well, right? Yeah. Well, it was, but that's straight domination. Yeah, straight ass uh, whooping.
1: This one, he played good defense. Yeah, his he, he's, he's smart. There. He's a I, smart boxer. He is a
0: smart boxer. I just feel like he needs to be more aggressive. I think if he was more aggressive, like but feel throwing like punches. If he
1: would have been more aggressive, he would have gassed out uh, early. And then then the natural
0: power from Vargas would have
1: caught up to him.
0: I mean, I get it, but it, what I mean is like when he has him in the corner, when he has him in the ropes, uh, just like a, a combination. Boom, boom, boom. And out. don't stay there and trade with him. Just combinations and move out and then go in and a couple combinations and move out like don't stay there don't stay in the pocket you don't want to stay in the pocket yeah but as far as that goes um I did like this I did like the return of Chocolatito you know Chocolatito Roman Gonzalez he uh he came back um I'm kind of iffy about him you know because he's a veteran in the game now
1: he he looks definitely like
0: he looks like a veteran yeah he He looks like at the back end of his career he
1: looks like he's in fact he's been fighting uh I think he had two fights last year, but uh, he looks like he's he's almost.
0: Yeah, he's definitely on his way out for sure. But I I just like the fact that how his career just came to a halt when he lost. Yeah, and it was career. It was a straight um, a I want to say a reality check, but it was like for him it was more of a at ad, facing adversity in his career. Because he was just so used to winning and winning and winning and winning. And he was heavy favored in every in every fight he was going into. And then he lost. And then he became an underdog. And so far, his every time he fights, is kind of questionable. Like, people don't know what you're going to get from him. And for him to beat up a champion. Uh, and now he's got himself a belt. And the way he did it, he was, I'm not going to lie, he was beating some ass. Yeah. He, no, I mean we we thing. know
1: he could definitely fight.
0: Yes, but, but I want to say he...
1: those I want to say those two losses hurt him emotionally, uh, psychologically, mentally. Yeah. yeah,
0: for sure. That's what I mean. Like, and he looked like
1: he looked a little off. Yeah, he felt like he was scared.
0: He felt like he was in there going scared to to think because never. I don't think he ever believed that he was going to get knocked out the way he was the way he did. And I feel like every time he wanted uh when he went in there, he was avoiding that for the, that to happen to him again but i mean i'm glad that he has found that confidence again you know uh-huh. it's that uh i didn't know that his trainer had passed away and he was uh he was gonna get a new trainer and you know things don't go usually the same when you find it, when you get a new trainer sometimes people get a new trainer uh by choice but this was not by choice So he ended up with a new trainer, and uh, good thing it was kind of like a mutual friend.
1: Was this after his loss or before his loss?
0: I think it was um, before. Okay, I want to say it was before, and and now he's a champion again. So, but there's some dogs in that in that division. I think he can still compete, but he cannot. I don't think he can go up against the elite. I think he's he's in the category of champions. But I don't think he can compete against the elite because there's some bad dudes in there in that weight class. So Chocolatito needs to be strategic with what he does moving mm-hmm. forward. But definitely glad to see him back in good spirits and and seeing him back on I would say on top, but amongst the best in his weight class. So Yeah definitely. Hats off to Chocolatito for sure. Another thing. Did you hear the excuse that Deontay Wilder gave about why his uh his uh he had no legs in the uh in the fight
1: no i i read something but
0: did you see okay but did you remember the costume he wore right yeah well he said that the reason why he he was he had the kind of fight that he did was because his outfit weighed 40 pounds so and he had to wear it for like 30 minutes because he had to wait on getting it on and then you got to wait for Fury to come out and then you got to give the long ring walk and then you got to get in the ring. So he said by that time that it was the opening bell sounded, he had no legs already. Like he, his legs had given out already. Huh. Does that sound realistic?
1: That sounds like a lot of bullshit.
0: Facts. Um that's exactly what I said.
1: When you're a champ, you don't get to use those type of remarks. I
0: mean, but I get it. it, it, I'm, not it, it uh, I'm not saying he's lying. I'm not saying he's lying. It doesn't lying.
1: matter if he's lying or not. Like you cannot say that yeah. about losing.
0: No, I mean, that he lost, he lost.
1: Yeah, he the loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if you were asleep yeah. before the fight or if, or whatever happens. I mean, that's that's on you.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, no one told you to wear that. I mean,
1: not not only that. I mean, dude, you're getting paid millions. Yes, for you to just show up and fight. Yeah, you cannot say, "Oh, well, I didn't go to the restroom before I, before the fight, or I, I was wearing the the wrong socks."
0: Right, right, right. I get that's, what you mean. That's
1: nobody's problem but yours.
0: Yeah, and that's what he started the statement supposedly said. So some people say this is a false statement. But it was everywhere. I don't think it was well, that false. But that could have happened. You probably did wear it for 30 minutes or whatever. And you had no legs when, you, the, when the opening bell. But at the, end the end of the, of the day, wasn't 30 minutes. I mean, at the end of the day, you chose to wear that. Yeah. You did. That wasn't your first time wearing that.
1: No, he wears that almost every time walking in there like a Power Ranger. Villain.
0: Well, no, not not just that. I've never seen him like that. No. Like That was to the extreme. The last time I just seen him with like a peacock trench and and a mask but not no suit like that that was like over the top i mean it looked cool you know what i'm saying but it's definitely his fault there's no there's no way
1: he should have been smart and should have gotten carried into the ring like
0: like fury (laughs) Fury did shit because i know he he was a1 he was a1 so uh with that being said he did exercise his option to a trilogy fight yeah So, they're aiming for the 18th of July. That would be lovely. Would, do you mind seeing a trilogy? I want to see a trilogy. You want to see a trilogy? I want to see a
1: trilogy (laughs) trilogy because I felt like it was too easy. Right. For Fury. But I know Fury could fight.
0: Yeah, that's a fact.
1: But but I'm saying, how was, I mean, I do question, why was Wilder so out of there so early? Mm -hmm. Did he train? Was something wrong other than his uh, wearing that freaking... Thing for 30 minutes that's stupid you can't use that as an excuse
0: right you still lost
1: but I mean yeah you're a big dude I mean you should have been able to hang you know you should have been able to fight back right and uh I, I want to see a trilogy I want to see if this was just a bad night for him or if if it was just overall he just wasn't good enough or he isn't good enough no what? more
0: for Fury well I believe he's not right I don't, I don't believe he's good enough as far as boxing yeah, I am intrigued. I am intrigued, and 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 I'm gonna ask you something after this. But I was speaking to somebody that I'm uh, that I speak to a lot at work. Uh, we sp- we speak uh, a lot about boxing, and he put it to me like this. He asked me if I was interested in a trilogy, right? And I said yes. And he said why? I said well, the first fight they went 12 rounds, and you saw how it happened. And the second fight it was he got knocked down and the equilibrium was off so let's just say that didn't happen right because when that happens you got to have like some sort of luck that that happens i think luck plays a small part in it if that doesn't happen we don't know how 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 this fight plays out Uh, What if it goes 12 rounds and and what if uh, Fury, I mean, Wilder hits him with another shot and and knocks him down. We don't know how that fight could have ended. I think that equilibrium shot really played everything that happened during the fight. I think that shot specifically resulted in the way the fight ended up, ended up. So with that being said, I said, okay, you saw how it went when it went 12 rounds. Now, a little bit of luck played into the second fight because he knocked off his equilibrium. Let's see a third fight, and let's see what really happens. Because like, you never know. You probably won't get that shot again. Yeah. So, if they go 12 rounds again, what happens? I mean, to be honest, I think you're giving him another chance to, to uh, be able to knock him out, right? You're giving Wilder another chance to say just give him another fight i bet you he'll knock him out because think about it they fought 12 rounds uh in the first fight and he lost every single round except for two the two the two rounds he knocked him down in so he lost what uh 10 rounds and he lost every single round in this one so that was what 19 rounds and he lost what uh 17 rounds so he lost 17 rounds he only won two rounds in their both in both of their fights combined mm-hmm. so what does that tell you like does that tell you who's better or what and the only reason people say he won in the first fight is because of the knockdown yeah that's the only reason now you you're just hanging your head on that because of that okay with that being said would you like to see a anthony joshua ruiz rematch that's how he that's what he said because i told him i didn't want to see that anymore because you can straight up see who was the better boxer that night. And me and my girl were talking the same thing. And she told me. I think there is a a, a um, there is a reason why they should have a third fight. As far as Ruiz and, uh, and Joshua. Joshua. Because one of them, obviously in the first fight, didn't take it serious. And he got his ass kicked in the yeah. first fight. Roles were, were reversed in the second fight. And this dude came out of shape. And unprepared and he got his ass kicked so let's see it for a third time and this guy motivated and in shape and this guy motivated and in shape and let's see who is the better man so with that being said would you want to see a a third ruiz and joshua fight or you think there's no there's no need for it i would see it but you're not campaigning for it
1: but I would just see it. I mean,
0: you know, because some people say we gotta I, see that third. I don't, I fight. don't
1: have to see it. Like, I feel more eager or more uh, excited, interested uh, into uh, Wilder and Fury fight mm-hmm. because I know they both take it serious, right? Anthony uh, Anthony Joshua and the Reese fight. I feel like the first one it was luck that played on uh, Reese side. Yeah. And on the second one, I just felt like he wasn't prepared. Right.
0: Like, he went in there thinking he had already won. Ruiz. Yeah. That he was just going to do the same thing he did in the first fight.
1: Yeah, and he didn't show any fight. Mm -hmm. He just went in there and got his ass handed. to him. like, I just feel like if they have it again, I need to see a completely different Andy.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like... Just imagine Andy again from the first fight. Yeah. and On the first fight. And Anthony Joshua from the second fight. Now, who wins from there? Because both of them were yeah. trying to go in. This dude was trying to win because he was the underdog in the first fight. Bad. Super underdog. Nobody believed in him. People didn't even know him.
1: No. They thought he was, uh, oh, what they call him? Who, Butterbean? Yeah. They thought he was, well, they just called him fat. Because, I yeah. mean,
0: he was way out of shape. And no, just, he wasn't out of shape. He just doesn't have the typical boxing physique, but motherfucker could bang, bro. Like, no, he don't could, get it he could box, but he looks at, well looking he, out of shape he the looks way like he, he does. It. Yeah. It's he looks like Fluffy's thing. friend. It's, um, obviously, but <laughs> it looks like they said the same thing about Fury. Nobody took Fury seriously until he got in that ring and said, yeah, um, I'm about this, you know. And now, after this second, oh, yeah, if you're, nah, he's for real. Nah, he's nah, You were saying this dude is out of shape, jiggling all over the place and stuff. And n- now, all of a sudden, he knocked out your champion. And now he's the baddest man walking, which he, I think he is. But So, I, uh, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like what if you get and uh, Andy Ruiz from the first fight and Anthony Joshua from the second fight? Wouldn't that be a little bit more interesting? Because obviously... Uh, some- if you could get that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly believe that they weren't going to do it. Some people say An- Anthony Joshua's running. Like, he doesn't want that third fight. Like, he doesn't feel like... It's only right for him, for Joshua, to give Ruiz a third, you know? Because, obviously, he gave you one because you lost. Yeah. And you need that immediate rematch. Now, Andy's the champion. So, if Andy loses, he should be able to exercise a, a rematch clause. But for some reason, now that I'm saying it and listening to myself... I feel like they may have put that in the contract. Like, if I win this second fight, I don't have to give you a rematch. And that would be some whole shit if, if that's the truth. Because if you lose your belt, you should be able to exercise a rematch to yeah, try and get you it you back. you should. And you if should. you lose, but then you just lost. Yeah, any champ should yeah. get that. Yeah. So, I feel like that that should be, that may, may be why we haven't seen that fight. Because Andy, as of right now, he's in negotiations to fight somebody else. And Joshua's gonna fight uh, Pulev. He's about to fight Pulev in ju- in June twentieth at the new Tottenham uh, Hotspur uh, Stadium in London. For those of my soccer fans, we you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he's he's gonna fight him in June twentieth. So Andy Ruiz is not even in the in, in the uh, realm of things right now. Well and and well, that's
1: what happens when you don't take shit seriously.
0: You lose out on a you lose out on opportunities. opportunities yeah. yeah, and
1: and that's maybe he didn't even care to ask that uh, in the contract. I think he was just so worried about just getting a check. Like he was blinded by the limelight. Yeah, he was just hey uh, he he just walked in there. Hey, this is another check for me now. Yeah, and maybe him and his
0: promoter were not really looking into what really matters well right now he's in uh andy is in uh negotiations are being discussed about him fighting adam Ka- kaunaki and if you've seen this dude he's he's pretty solid it's a slugfest mm. and they both have like the same body uh so you know they're gonna go at it for sure that's right now as of right now that's what's being talked about uh i think it would be good uh comeback fight for andy after all the scrutiny he went through after the fight he got all the praise in the first fight but he was they he was let, a big underdog
1: let, and that's that's the type of fighters that's the type of fighters you like to watch B- fighters that come and they surprise
0: you and they fight with heart but that's the thing i said this was so disappointing about his story it's like you had you went down in history for all the right reasons but you also lost for all the bad reasons like the first that's the one thing they told you to do do not get stuck in the limelight because just the way they, as fast as they gave it to you, that's as fast as they'll take it away from you, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, there's other discussions. Do you like Javante Davis? You don't feel like you, you don't think like he's a good competitor or or Javante? Does he attract you?
1: I like I like Javante Davis.
0: You do? Yeah. Well, he's in discussions to fight Leo Santa Cruz skinny guy Leo Santa Cruz What What is that? That's the thing I don't I don't like about these dudes, man. Like now you just finished fighting um Gamboa. You fought Gamboa. Old dude already on his way out and you went the distance with him. Um I think that was that was a bad fight for Javante, and now that you're may having discussions with Leo Santa Cruz, come on, Doug, what are you doing? Like I'm talking about, there's dudes out here that you could be fighting. You could have at least go after uh, JoJo Diaz. I mean, I think that would be a little bit more respected. But Leo Santa Cruz, you don't get no points for that. Leo Santa Cruz is a light is a light guy. He's a skinny guy. He's definitely gonna have to go up and wait to fight you, and you're probably gonna knock him out and people are going to think you're this big dude, big big shot over here with knocking knocking this dude out. I think he only has one loss, Leo Santa Cruz. And if he loses, which most likely he will, as much as I like Leo Santa Cruz, he's not beating Tank. He's too small. He's longer, definitely he's a volume puncher, but you definitely you're going to go up in weight and you're definitely probably not going to bring that volume with you power wise you're not doing anything to him so I don't think that's a good fight in my opinion it'll attract a lot of people but if you know about boxing you know that's not happening I don't think Leo Santa Cruz is going to be the one to dethrone Javante Davis it's not happening but if it happens I mean I'll watch it you know just because I like boxing but uh, this is why I can't respect Javante Davis Hmm. His his uh, his record is uh, questionable in my opinion. It's non-valid.
1: He's who's his promoter?
0: Javante Davis. Yeah, Floyd.
1: He's with Floyd, right? Yep. Well,
0: you already know what that means.
1: They're just trying to get this. Uh, they're trying to
0: make him the biggest star. They're trying to make him the most money. Not not they're not um, they're not focused on uh Good legacy fights. on yeah. legacy right now. You just want him. To get money i mean he's got plenty of money at, at some point you got to make your stamp in the game and nah bro you're not you're not doing it yeah. if you retire tomorrow you're not going down to some of the best as one of the best boxers in the world no it's not happening so you might you might want to get your competition levels a little up because i think ryan garcia might be fighting bigger competition than you soon and if you don't fight somebody within those names then I don't know what you're doing. You probably need to focus on the new promoter. Cause Floyd is not doing it for you. Okay, so um there's another there's another uh thing that's been bugging me, right? So a few months ago my matter of fact last year, we uh we heard about the news of Errol Spence um being in a car accident and he dealt with uh coming close to a career and life-ending situation a life-ending accident uh by the grace of god you know he was he's fine he's he's uh from what i've seen online he's back in training camp he's in camp mode he's a big dude right right now he's definitely big he's definitely out of shape but that's why you're in camp to get in shape and get back on it and i spoke about this before where i said uh how i felt about his return and and how people should you know relax on bringing him back are you he's still good is he cl- i know he's cleared but how will his body react when he takes the first blow you can good look on the mitts all you want you can look good on the heavy bag you can do all that but ain't nothing like you being in a real fight. It's something completely different. But. I think. um, I think he's going through something right now. Or. I don't know if he's going through it. But I have a concern. With him. And. And I went against him when Mikey fought him. When Mikey fought him. I felt like. uh, Mikey was going to was going to beat him because he was more skilled than him but obviously he was a bigger man the more seasoned welterweight but ever since you know ever since he won the mikey fight or just a little bit before that i think maybe after he won he beat Brook, and he started getting a little bit more exposure and then he landed the big mikey fight and he fought here in, in cowboy stadium obviously he got a bag for that fight the stadium was pretty packed in there and you know, he's starting to see these big checks, right? He's starting to get these, these big bags out here. Uh Fashion Porter, big attraction in LA. Uh that's a bigger bag. Yeah. Thing about Errol Spence is that Dude likes to party a lot. The way he gets uh money, the way he's um parties after the fight, I don't know. He he goes through a lot partying after fights. Um, which is concerning for me. That's one thing that I wanted to talk about. Is I think he is um he's one of those guys that now is being exposed to the limelight, to the glamour, to to big amounts of money, big bags. Each check he gets, and lately I've been seeing him. From what I've heard. This is just me. I don't know what he was doing, but from what I've heard, from what I've heard, from people that have seen him, he's back in the club again. And if you're coming back from a a career and a life-ending accident and you're trying to get back in the ring and you're trying to get your career back and on track, I don't think you want to be in the same place that you were that on on the same track. That led up to your accident, because we already know what happened when when you were at the club, and what happened when you got out. Um, I think his uh his inner circle maybe uh may need a uh, oh some sort of uh talking with him, because I've seen him with uh I've seen him with Yellow Bizi a lot. I've seen him with Yellow Beazy and if you know anything if you live here in the Dallas in the DFW area you know Yellow Beasy has a problem with uh with Motri in uh, in from North Dallas and you also know the situation that happened with Yellow Beezy back then you know he almost lost his life uh but by the grace of God he was able to pull out pull out of that and move on and and heal up and now you see him where he's at now. But there's videos of, of them getting into fights with uh, like the manager of Mo 3. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Errol Spence was in that video. And you may not have done anything. You may not have been one of the guys that was uh, in the altercation. But you don't put yourself in those kind of positions. Especially when you're an elite boxer. And you're in the prime of your career. You do not, and you want to avoid all that kind of drama or or publicity around you. You don't want that. You need to be in the gym. You need to be in the gym with your family, but not surrounding yourself. You need to stay away from that type of lifestyle. Because you know how the typical saying, uh, athletes want to be ballers and ballers want to be athletes? Or, that didn't make no sense rappers want to be athletes and athletes want to be rappers yeah so with this with this kind of situation in this relationship you're getting both the rapper is really close to the to the athlete and the athlete is real close to the rapper so when the athlete has an event the rapper gets to come through and get all this you know what i'm saying get all this light get all this shine and then when the when the rapper has an event, the athlete the athlete gets to come to his event and get all the shine and get so you're feeding each other's ego in a way. But with this dude being on the comeback season of a of a lifetime, I guess you can say, he his most anticipated fight, more than I believe the Mikey Garcia fight, because it's been a while since we've seen Arrow due to his situation. I believe he needs to focus on what's on what it is that he needs to be associated with. You need to know that your your main focus should be over here. this is this is what got you here. I, I think we're dealing with a situation like and this is coming from a Dallas guy that we're from here and I think I, I don't speak for everybody, but this is just me because I'm from here. I don't think Dallas has gotten a bigger superstar than Errol Spence as far as like. As
1: far as boxing.
0: As far as boxing. Like, yeah, you got the Cowboys and you got everything, but a boxer uh, that gets on that national stage and puts on for Dallas at all times. You, you talk Errol Spence, you're talking Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas follows him everywhere he goes. Yeah. And, and that's something that's, I, honestly, I think that's something that's badass for the city. That you have your own, the guy from Dallas doing it. And I'm talking about really doing it. But you start, you, you get involved in these kind of situations. And I compared it to, I think we have the boxing version of Ezekiel Elliott. Like yeah. he's untrustworthy in his offseason. Uh, I'm talking about Arrow. Like yeah. And comparing him to Zeke. Zeke is not trust, trusted in the off season. You don't know what he's doing. You're kind of curious of what he's doing. Is he doing all right? What is he getting into? what is he doing and that's how I feel like Errol Spence is like every time he has a fight and he comes out and he wins and he gets that check well what is he going to go do with that check I mean I don't care what you buy that's none of my business that's none of my business on what you do with the money not pocket watching anybody but the decisions he makes is kind of I hope it's towards your future yeah I hope you're you're keeping your eyes on the prize which is your legacy and not the 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 past time, the time that's going on right now.
1: Yeah, and this is kind of going into what we were talking about with Andy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How he had he had that one great you know great fight he mm-hmm. won, uh, got that big check obviously, got into the fame, got got into that limelight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely got in there, and. He came back for uh, another big check,
0: but he lost it all. Yeah, he definitely lost. He lost
1: credibility. He lost fans, and he's not having another big fight soon. Yeah, as big as the Anthony Joshua
0: fights. And the eye, the I the I want to say the light at the end of the tunnel, but the main thing at the end down there is Terence Crawford. Yeah, everybody wants to see Terence Crawford. Errol Spence.
1: Yeah, and right now. Well, uh, that's
0: that's the one everybody wants to see. Yeah, well, well what his fight with Sean Porter was great. Yeah, like all these fights that are going to be made with the now to the Crawford fight, and it's like it's like Ghanelo, And we were
1: barely getting excited to see Arrow Spence.
0: Yeah, he was starting to take off. Like, he was really starting to take off. I mean, he already took off here. Yeah. And along the bo- the diehard boxing, I know fans. what you're saying. That we we're just. I mean, I'm eager to watch him. Yeah, have everybody them is. Back.
1: But but then you also have that in the back of your head. You know, is he going to be
0: physically ready? Yeah. Is he mentally ready? Yeah. And Has I, he
1: been training? Has he been putting in the
0: work? Or or are you putting yourself in harm's way when yeah. you're not in camp mode? When you're not in camp, we need yeah. you to. You know what? Like, let me put it for instance: Canelo, when he's not fighting, he goes on vacation. He's he's not in the city He's with his family He's enjoying life Not putting himself at risk Bro, with this guy You can you can be chilling with And I'm not blaming it on Yellow Beezy, But if you're chilling with him a lot Because you've been chilling with him a lot So if you're with him, you don't want to be at the wrong place At the wrong time Because he's got himself into some problems Recently And you don't want to be the one to pay For somebody else's wrongdoings or 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 problems in 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 the city. Yeah. You shouldn't be putting your yourself in that at that risk. I think you should just worry about what you're doing because like I said, that Terence Crawford fight is the main goal for him right now. As far as boxing goes, everybody wants to see him fight uh Terence Crawford. And let me tell you something, terrence Crawford as good as he may be, as talented as he is, He's ranked number one in everybody's pound for pound list, pretty much. Everybody talks about the pound for pound list and and Terrence Crawford is number one. But let me tell you something, I don't think he's satisfied with that. I think he he may not say it, he's not gonna say it, but I think he he wants what Errol Spence has. Because Errol Spence has the the people behind him, the media behind him, the attention that he seeks because Errol has everybody he can fight. He could fight Danny, he could fight Sean Porter again. He could fight Keith Thurman. He can fight Manny Pacquiao. Even a rematch with Mikey. We know that's not happening, but I'm just saying, like, there's names there. Terrence Crawford doesn't have that luxury, but yet he's number one. He's ranked number one. Errol Spence is ranked like number five through seven. He varies from yeah from those kind of spots. But I think he uh Terrence Crawford wants to fight Errol Spence. Like he wants to fight him and he wants to show everybody that y'all pointing at him y'all should be pointing at me i'm the guy i'm the guy that's the one that's supposed to be running everything i'm the more skilled fighter and i can beat this guy but y'all looking at him because he's got the swag he talks he talks the talk he walks the walk he does everything he's not as dedicated as me like when we fight you're gonna see what i'm talking about and errol spence has it like you have everything at your disposal everything is here like you have everything you should try to cherish what you have, and because it's been almost taken away from you in that car accident, yeah. you almost lost it all. Yeah, and, and
1: it's sad to see star- stories like that yeah.
0: when you have so much potential. Uh, exactly,
1: and sometimes you, you start doing stuff that leads you the, the opposite, wrong way. Yeah, the wrong way. Yeah,
0: when you have it there, you're, you're, you're everything that you need is right here in front of you. That you should be focused on what got you here, don't get distracted by everything else as much as i hate floyd i'm, I'm not going to say hate hate is a strong word uh as much as i didn't like his his arrogance and his style of fighting and everything he was one of the most disciplined guys i ever seen like as much as shit he was talking everything but he never lost he was always dedicated to boxing he would be in the club buying 40 50 bottles but he didn't drink not one of them and everybody having a good time but me i'm i'm focused on over here yeah. And we're having a good time. We're all having a good time. But uh, I'm not going to be influenced by anything else because I have a bigger goal. When when we get done here, I got something to prove over here. Yeah. And that's the mindset he should have. I feel like he needs to be.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to say he probably, I mean, it's hard, man. Yeah, that's my only it's thing. It's hard. It's hard. Once, you, once you're once in that lifestyle, once you, um, I mean, those are his friends. I'm pretty sure he's just. Enjoying life. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, sometimes you just want to be winning and see your friends winning and just enjoy winning. Um,
0: but you don't have, you don't want to have all these yes men around you. Yeah. That's one thing you do not need. You need somebody that's going to put you, not put you in your place, but say, hey, bro, calm down. You know where... I'm pretty sure he does have those people in his life. He has yeah. to. Everybody does. Everybody does, but whether you listen to them, is going to be completely different.
1: Uh, I want to say this: that accident should have been a wake-up call. Definitely. Should have been a wake-up call. And if not, well, you know... Yeah, I mean we live and we learn, and uh, I definitely want to see that fight with him and Terence. Uh, Cause I mean, we I want to see him fight the best.
0: Yeah, definitely. and I want to I want to see him win. And I don't want us to be robbed from seeing something special unfold because yeah. I believe he's something special to see. He's definitely a must-watch TV, and I believe he should be in in the in the path to get to reach greatness. You know, you might see one of the best ever boxes that ever came out of Dallas. And I don't feel like, I don't want to blame it on him, but I feel like we almost got robbed of seeing something completely special. And by the grace of God, he survived. And I feel like you shouldn't take that for granted. I feel like you should be more focused right now than ever and, and, and focus on what you need to do. So that's just my take on, on him. And I just feel like hopefully he gets his, uh, his mind right and, and focuses on, on the on what he needs to focus on, which is the sport of boxing and and re- trying to reach and leave legacy, which is the main goal that he started with. And I hope that's still his main priority. Um, That's my take. We got something going on this weekend. Definitely. UFC 248. Yeah, UFC
1: 248. Coming got up
0: this weekend. Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. And you have... Zhang Wei Li versus Joanna Yunjaychek. Um, uh, and for those who don't know, or may may or may not know, you get the return of Sugar Shane. Uh, wait, not Sugar Shane, uh, Sean O'Malley. He was, uh, he was suspended for two years. And, um, uh, he finally gets to come back and he is going to make his return. But as far as the, the main and the co main event, have you ever seen Jean Lee fight? The China? Well, let me tell you like this.
1: I seen yeah, I seen some of her highlights, but I haven't seen her fight fight.
0: Well, it's funny how it's all full circle in that case. Because Joanna Unjaycheck was the champion for a long time. Uh. Then she fought Thug Rose, uh. Nami uh, Rose, Nami Yunis. and she Thug Rose beat her twice. Beat Unjaycheck twice, right? So you got check here, Nami Yunis here. I'm making movements with my hands so that way he can understand what I'm talking about. And and then so she, Nami Yunis beat check twice. Then Nama Yunus went and faced Jessica Andraj, and got lucky, and Jessica Andraj beat her, beat Nama Yunus. Then Andraj fought Jean Wei Lee, and Jean Wei Lee fucked up Jessica Andraj and beat her for the belt. And now Jean Wei Lee is fighting Joanna Jacek, so it all went like full circle. Mm. And Joanna Jacek is fighting now for the belt again that she lost originally to. Doug Rose. Um so I I just that was just a quick backstory to the to that belt that they uh that they're fighting for. But to be honest, if I'm being all the way honest, bro, Sean Waylee looks like a fucking beast, bro. Like straight solid. I'm talking about solid. She looks like she plays no damn games. If I'm being honest, man, I, I like Yoon Jay Chek. I think she's good. I think she she's quick. She's fast. Um, she's earned her way back into a title shot, but not against this beast. She's, she lost twice to Thug Rose. Uh, to be honest, I don't even see Thug Rose beating Sean Whaley. I think she's just that good. So, in my opinion, I'm taking Sean Whaley to beat her. TKO. She's stopping Joanna, stopping her, coming in and and just throwing bombs. That's what she can do. She can do it all. She can. She got leg kicks. Yeah, beast. If y'all have it, if y'all have it, a chance to go see the um, the embedded series and the uh, the countdown for USc two forty eight, something to watch I, I enjoyed it and I think it shows you a, a good side of uh, Jean Wei Lee because a lot of people don't know her uh because she was she was the first chinese champion um which is kind of crazy because when like how i explained how thug rose she went to brazil to fight jessica andrage and when jessica andrage won jessica andrage went to china to fight Zhang Wei lee and um and Zhang Wei lee won in china so now Zhang Wei lee is coming to vegas to fight Johanna UJ check. And I believe if Jean Wei Lee wins, and Thug Rose wins, because you know Thug Rose is fighting uh, Jessica Andraj rematch of the of their first fight. And they're fighting. So I believe if, if Thug Rose wins and Jean Wei Lee fight I mean Jean Wei Lee wins, I think they're gonna match him up against and that's a badass fight. Yeah. Which I would have loved to see. No, 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 I I'm, I'm thinking this right. I'm thinking Doug Rose needed to fight somebody else before jean Way Lee, but she's avenging the loss that she should have won because she was fucking up on in in that fight. She just got knocked out and um, by like a drop, she didn't let go of the arm and they slammed her and she landed on her neck and she passed out. That's how she lost, but she was fucking her up. So, um, I give it to I give it um, jean Way Lee. I think she's just too good. I think she's solid. Now, moving on to Yoel Romero and uh, and um, Israel Israel Style Stylebender. You like Stylebender? I do, man. I think he's a superstar. And I, before I go on, I must give credit where credit is due. My boy Hector from the job. I'm going to shout him out, even though he refuses to come to the podcast. I'm going to shout him out because he was the one that put me on to him. And he was the one that told me that this dude was going to be something else that he was going to be something to watch that he believed that this dude had the capabilities and the ability to be the face of the UFC um there okay, you go again with the face I'm not I'm saying it what from what he said okay um and to be honest I, I, I he can talk mad shit and we love it you know that's what hypes up a lot of the uh casuals you know to me, if I see a fight and I like the style and I've seen their previous fights, I'm gonna watch it, you know, because I like I, I like combat sports like that. I don't need nobody to promote anything. There's certain things that I like, that uh that that I didn't know that it makes it more interesting. Like going back to the Zhang Wei Li and uh, and Chek fight, I like the fact that that I didn't know that Chek has the boxing coach that. Uh, That Tisha Torres had when Tisha Torres fought Jean Wei Lee. So that coach already knows Jean Wei Lee. So that kind of gives her a little better perspective of what to expect because he's going to prepare her perfectly. And Tisha Torres has some good boxing. So that's kind of an upside for Jun chek I think she she has an advantage with that. Having that kind of coach and that experience, with that kind of experience. To help her beat jean Willie. Um, see, I like things like that. But, uh, for instance, the Leon Edwards-Tyron Ty- Woodley fight. You probably have never seen both of them. But, this is a good-ass fight. I love this fight. Leon Edwards-Tyron Woodley, hell yeah. That's a badass fight for me. Uh, but, for the casuals, people are not going to like it. because, Or, not even be amused of it. Or, make this noise. For this fight, because they're not really. Tyler Woodley was reigning for a long time, but he's been out for so long. Um, but without getting sidetracked here, um, I'm taking. Damn, I don't know, bro. I don't know whether because uh, Yoel Romero may be old. He's definitely a veteran in this game, OG. But he's beast, bro. He's huge. Pause. Uh, and it's last- good. It's good for uh, Israel right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Um Joel Romero fought uh Paula Costa um pretty solid. I think he fought him pretty solid in my opinion. And Paula Costa is a fucking big motherfucker, man. I think that dude is fucking humongous. Pause. Um and he took his best shot. And and uh so yeah, I I, I think he uh I think Yoel Romero is a is a big dude. Definitely, anybody with a with a with a pair of eyes can see that he's obviously the bigger man. Um, he's obviously the bigger man, and to me, Israel doesn't have any power, bro. Like he may have power. let me let me let me take that back. I'm not gonna say he doesn't have power, but he doesn't have Joel Romero power, Paulo Costa power. I do not see him hurting. Yoel Romero even though Yoel Romero fought Robert Whittaker twice and Stylebender fought Robert Whittaker and beat him in two rounds Yeah, and this dude couldn't beat him in two fights so you know it has his pros and his cons it's just really what you like I'm gonna go off the limb I like Stylebender I love him man I think he's a badass um, a badass fighter but I'm gonna have to take Joel Romero on this one he's just too big two season and he is motivated because he feels somewhat disrespected by uh adesanya at the fact that he chose me like you're calling me out yeah so obviously you think i'm weak obviously you think i don't have it anymore so there's a reason why you chose me so you know what okay i'm gonna see you I'm gonna see you uh, on saturday so i believe uh you will re- he gave you well that Extra motivation to come in. Extra prepared. Extra motivated. And and ready to take that belt. Which he's never gotten it. And I think if he doesn't win this fight, I don't think he gets another title shot. Yoel. So, I feel like Yoel will take this uh, with full force and, and come out with the victory. I think this is going to
1: be the fight that's going to challenge uh, Israel to bring out that power. Israel to me, he's this age's John Jones. Mm, good take. I see he's he's not uh, he's definitely a great striker. You might say he doesn't have power. Mm-hmm. I I feel like he has enough power, but he's so versatile. Like he could do it all, mm-hmm. and he's flashy.
0: Oh yeah, definitely he got swag. Yeah.
1: So, um, I want to say he's the new uh, new age John Jones.
0: With more uh, emotion and more... uh, Yeah, uh,
1: we're in a new... This is a new era. era. Right. Uh, I feel like uh, Joel, he's great, but I feel like he's on his way out. You feel like his time is... Uh, And I feel like he's a good match for Israel because he's going to challenge his, uh, I guess, uh, experience. Yeah and um and how if he's going to be able to uh, um sustain with somebody that has power.
0: Mhm. Definitely. I so, feel like that is that is true. That is true. Cuz
1: I want to say that all his matches has been have one have been won kind of easily.
0: Uh, for uh I think the one with the most power in my opinion was Robert Whitaker. That yeah. packed the most power that he's ever faced. Uh Kevin gaslum had somewhat power in my opinion he knocked he hurt him he definitely hurt uh adesanya in that fight for sure he came out fucked up like a fat ass lip and that was a lot of adversity he faced but he overcame that and he knocked down uh gaslam after yeah twice i think he was fucking him up pretty bad um uh, and then you got robert Whitaker with some heavy hands uh but he sustained that and he beat him in two rounds yeah uh and now you got Joel Romero, but this dude is like an all Olympian uh wrestler. He he can bang. He definitely got popped. When him and Paulo Costa fought, bro, Paulo Costa hurt him. Boom. Hit him with a right hand and he and Joel went down. Got on knee got on his knees. Got back up and they get into a little scuffle and then Yoel just hits him. Boom! Knocks him right out. Like this happened in a matter of two seconds. It happened that fast. Boom, Joel gets hurt, gets up, and then he pops uh, Paula Costa, he goes down. It's just like, oh, what the? I ain't never seen nothing like that. Um, the closest I've seen like that was Maidana versus uh, Khan No, was it wasn't Khan yeah. I think it was Khan No, it wasn't Khan it was Maidana versus uh, Victor Ortiz. Excuse me, it was it was Maidana versus Victor Ortiz in, in the boxing fight, but anyways, um, that was some crazy shit on that one. Um, so I just think. The experience may kick in for Yoel, but the only problem that I have with Yoel is that he gets tired. Yeah. He's a big dude. So, you know, you got to sustain those first two rounds in order to have a chance to, to finish him. If I don't see anything in the first two rounds from Yoel, I kind of already know which way I'm going. And Yoel is that, that kind of dude Well, he'll put all kinds of shit. He'll sit too long in the... In the stool, he'll start putting water all over himself, all over his feet, and just start doing this random shit, like just to buy time. Pokes to the eye or or a crotch hit and and biting time, uh, so he can like rest up and get catch a breather. Yeah, he's gonna put all that. he's gonna put all that. But with that being said, I'm I'm gonna take you well. I'm i I'm a go going out on a limb and I'm gonna say you well. If if style bender for some reason wins, I'm not mad at that because I also want to see style bender go against Paulo Costa. Mm. I think that that'd be a hell of a fight.
1: Yeah.
0: But so you're taking. I'm going with Israel. Yeah, I feel like
1: he's he's barely getting started.
0: Yeah, uh, he's definitely getting started, just barely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he's
1: been some of the greats already. Yeah. I Maybe mean, Anderson Silva.
0: Yeah, but that was at the back end of his career.
1: That's what I'm saying, and I feel like this is similar. Similar to that fight. Similar to that fight, more bigger, bigger man, in a way. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, bigger man. different style of fighting, but I feel, like I said from the beginning, I feel like Israel's so versatile. He's he's gonna have a long career, and I want to say this is gonna be one of his best fights
0: yet. Um, but before we get off of this, I think for sure. Um, for those who are watching or, or are going to watch the, the, uh, the, the card, the UFC fight, pay attention to this guy, Sugar Sean O'Malley. He's in, I believe he's going to be the first one to open up the, the, the main card and been out for two years. You know, you want me to tell you a crazy story? He got popped for a uh, substance for, uh, 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 I'm. I don't know if it was a supplement, but he, it, he got popped with a little bit less than what Nate Diaz got popped for. Remember, you know when he was gonna fight Jorge Masvidal and and he got uh, flagged, I guess, for having a certain amount of something in his system or whatever. But they still let him fight. Uh-huh. Well, this guy got banned for two years, for and less than what Nate Diaz got huh. caught for. Um, so he finally gets to come back. Finally gets to. Show people what what he's been up to for these past couple of years. I just think this dude is like disciplined as fuck, man. This dude is on top of it. Like, he is eager to prove that he wants to compete out here with the best. And I think he's going to, he falls in the, the category where Henry's at. This dude might be the, the next guy to be imposing his will and trying to secure a fight with Henry cejudo in the long run um he from the last i've seen him he's getting a lot of uh muscle mass he's not that lanky kid anymore i mean he's still skinny a skinny guy but but from from how he was in the beginning bro the hype behind this dude was fucking ridiculous when he first started fighting but then he got popped and people seem to have forgot about him but he finally gets to come back. He was supposed to be back on the on the Houston card where John Jones fought Dominic Reyes, but mm-hmm. for some reason that fight didn't happen. And and now What's the, his name? Uh Shane O'Malley. I mean oh, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. He's gonna be on the last of the prelims. Oh, he's not on the main card? No, he's one before the main card. Oh okay, okay. That's yeah. cool. So I mean people can watch it for free. If you're gonna watch it, it's on ESPN, it'll be free just before the main card begins and this is some some a dude to watch. Yeah, he's fighting <laughs> Jose Quinones. Yeah. I think yeah. he was supposed to fight him twice already but the fight never got made. Mm. Like he was never be able to go all the way through. So, well he's undefeated. I would like to watch that. Sha- uh, Sean O'Malley? Yeah. Yeah, he's undefeated. Undefeated. And American it, Kid. Everything is is solid for him. Like he's disciplined, his diet is is uh, to to the to the T, bro. Like his diet, his discipline, his training he's always these whole two years he that's all he's been doing like he's been training like if he's on a he's been training for a fight not not as far as like camp wise where you got to cut weight and, and do all this extra shit where you'll burn yourself out but he stayed he's kept himself in shape so that's that's a plus for me you know Th- this kid wants to be some some he wants to be something in the business yeah. he wants to be champion and i'm excited to see him come back you know i'm finally excited to see him and we finally do get to see him
1: yeah should be a good fight.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, man. I think that's it for us today. I think we got uh, another, a lot fighting. covered. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, um, I hope uh, you enjoyed the podcast. And like, like we always say, you may agree, you may not agree, but that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the we could be wrong podcast. We'll catch on next week.
1: Take it easy, man. One well, love.